Well, hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Disney Deconstructed Podcast. It's me, Spencer Bennett. I'm your host today. And uh, as you can see, this is a video podcast. New year, new us, as the kids say. New year, new me. We are, we're trying this out, this episode. Uh, if it goes well, then it'll be a permanent thing because uh, Jake and I live in the same town. Lane lives in Boston, um, which is actually the opposite end of the country. So doing video is not realistic with Lane, but since we figured out this Skype thing, maybe it is. But yeah, welcome to the Disney Deconstructed Podcast. I'm joined by Jake. What's up? Jake says hi. There he is. Um, today we're going to talk about a little more Star Wars stuff. Uh, of course, the holiday breaks. So we've been gone for like a month, probably two weeks longer than we initially anticipated being gone. But, exactly you know, two weeks happens. longer than yeah. what we should have been. <laughs> it's the holidays, you know, right. Christmas and New Year's. So much Star Wars stuff. We gave you our initial thoughts about Rise of Skywalker after seeing it. But uh, a lot has happened since then. <laughs> right. Mandalorian finished. <laughs> the movie, yeah. The movie has the movie stayed the, the same. Movie but stayed a lot the of same. other stuff. A lot happened. of stuff has happened since yeah. then. The movie uh, has had an interesting reception amongst yeah, people. To say the least. But uh, Mandalorian wrapped up. That's exciting. The Rise of the Resistance, a little thing called Rise of the Resistance, opens tomorrow when this is being recorded in Disneyland. So that's a really big deal. Mm-hmm. We had a chance to experience it early, so we'll be giving our thoughts on that, where it stacks up amongst yeah, the absolutely. higher theme park attractions in this world of ours and uh yeah we'll do do rise resistance mandalorian and we'll do some updated star wars rankings some star wars rambling you know the works so jay yeah. it's gonna be it's a, gonna fun, be a one. fun one i mean realistically rise of the resistance and yeah. and mandalorian rapping deal. that's like yeah pretty big star wars uh, star wars is here <laughs> it's, yeah it's been it's, here it's for been a month here every day while. as he tweets about star wars so yeah. you know it's yeah Star Wars is not dead, mm-hmm. contrary to what the internet would have you believe as a brand. It is quite alive. And not it even is kicking. close. So, yeah. Jake, mm-hmm. last week you boarded a resistance transport <laughs> and uh, got intercepted by the First Order. Yeah. You want to tell me about yeah. your experience on Rise of the Resistance? Hmm. I have tons and tons of thoughts about it, Naturally. as I'm sure you do. Yeah. yeah. But I don't even know how to like start that. Hmm. What? Okay. Here's the well. Overall, <laughs> as I'm sure you feel the same. Um, I mean, it's just incredible. Oh yeah. Like like physically, what you're looking at is is unreal. Right. And the the way that they mix in like pre-show mixed in with like animatronics and screens and live action cast members. Yeah, Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Is awesome. And it like completely elevates Galaxy's Edge from where it was before. a thousand percent. And, you know, a million different Mm -hmm. things. It's just a really interesting uh, ride and story. Mm -hmm. And what we were saying a little bit in the chat is it's just funny because, you know, obviously... You, me, and Lane all had like the realization over the summer of right. Flight of Passage. Like, oh my God, wait a minute, this is a thing. It's so beautiful Pandora and awesome, exists. whatever. You, Pandora, yeah. right? Exactly. That was like the the new hot thing on the block for at least us. And then um, you in October, me last week got to see Harry Potter lands for the first time, specifically Forbidden and Journey. Hot and then I was, like, I was like, whoa, the best attraction. Yeah, ever. you had you had a yeah. crazy take. I'm like. I couldn't believe the rides. That, it's I mean, the, the coolest Kuka thing. Arm is like ever. the coolest thing it's of all time. 
the screens mixed in with the mm-hmm. with the uh, practical things, and you're so close, and you're like flipped upside down. I'm like, wow, this is the greatest thing of all time. And then, like four days later, I was on Rise of the Resistance, yes. which like again, I think it's a safe step to say above those that. Are three best but theme what, park attractions in the world. I don't think it's a stretch. Pretty sure. Pretty yeah. sure. No, definitely not. Maybe there's some things in like. Uh, to, I mean, there probably are actually like some things in like Tokyo, but that seems like another world to me. Exactly. Sure. Yes. But the ones that we have uh, yeah. uh, a realistic capacity. Yeah, to experience, absolutely. The States, I guess. Uh-huh. The United States. But the um, yeah, I mean, I, opening statement is it was just like the coolest thing of all time. But I'm really excited to like grind into it because there definitely yes, are like. We'll deep, go beat by yeah, beat. But, OK, so what? Obviously, I'm sure you loved it, but like your thing. Oh, um, I struggle to call it a ride right because it's it's so much more than just an attraction the actual ride vehicle portion is like half of the fun mm, like it's less, incredible literally less it's literally yeah, yeah. like the pre-show itself is fantastic there are like three pre-shows the interaction between like actual like living cast members mm-hmm. in first order get up like yelling at you, <laughs> you know it's crazy. Like, literally <laughs> it's like so calling funny. you names like yeah, yeah when i was in the queue one of them went up to someone and they're like you smell like an outer rim planet. Oh my like, God. Yeah. It was really fun. <laughs> wow. Um, it's difficult to call it a ride because it's mm-hmm. you, it's, it's something, it's an experience that kind of stands on its own. Um, one of my friends I was with, one of our friends, my friend, our friend, Alex, he right. got off and he was like, I feel like I was just in a virtual realities like thing, but it wasn't VR. It was just R. And I was like, so it was just right. reality. <laughs> right. Um, right. It was, it's difficult to call it a ride. There's so much going mm-hmm. on. It felt like I just watched Rise of Skywalker again, where like my first thought was, I need to do that again because I know I missed so much. Because it's so, right. it yeah, moves so that. quick. There's so much going on. I mean, there are things that I didn't think were even happening. It does move happening. really quick. It's, it's a fast ride. I didn't it think- moves so fast, but it's still like 20 minutes long. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> it's crazy. And I didn't know how thrilling the trackless system would be because we've never experienced oh that my. before. And it was flying. Yeah. And you're, I know. What it accomplishes so incredibly cool is that the ride, like the mechanical, like ride bits, are not what's thrilling. Is they have successfully created a story that is the attraction. It's more thrilling than, like, it's not like a roller coaster, you know. Where with like Harry Potter, right. like yes, like the theming is unreal, but also that ride system is pretty thrilling in and of itself. Yeah, like you're flipping around, you're mm-hmm. like hovering. Granted, there's portions of rides business like the drop, which are unexpected and thrilling, and there's the mm-hmm. most similar bit, but and it moves fast. I mean, it's not like not thrilling, but it's oh yeah. Strength. Well, comparing it to like you know something like in Fantasyland is like apples right. and oranges, but at the yeah. same time, it's not like a like a roller coaster, mm-hmm. a drop tower, or anything. Yeah, the strength and like the thrilling and like the high theming is what you're going into. It felt yeah, like you were exactly. whisked away into this world. I, I said something afterwards, like that was the most like Star Wars thing since like 1977. Like that was just the yeah. most. Oh, it was so, so cool. well, we said um, in this episode, maybe give like an updated ranking on our Star Wars things. Mm-hmm. If you just for what Disney has done, if you're oh. going to rank like the TV show, the movies, everything, this is number one. Rise of Skywalker, or sorry, no, not Rise <laughs> of Skywalker, uh, Rise of the Resistance is far and away shot like yeah. way up the top. It is of like the, list. the best like, thing oh that's God. ever happened to Star Wars. It is so Literally. cool. Yeah, unbelievable. I uh, honestly, could, oh my God. One thing that takes the scope, the, um, it's so big. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Everything is so big. Right, exactly. You're going in. It's crazy. 
Especially, it's so cool. You can kind of. I mean, it's so hard to talk about this one and not talk about sure. Pandora and things. But I saw like some video essay over the summer that was like talking about how special the um, queue was for Pandora because it starts by like you know you wind up the valley and you go by the waterfalls and things, but then slowly it's it becomes like really like um, you know sterile and like jaded because you walk through like the Ace headquarters, but then you see like the nature is mm-hmm. kind of taking over and that's like what the whole ride stands for, right? I mean, it the Star Wars doesn't necessarily have like a message about like nature or things like that, but it definitely does. You start by wandering around like the Resistance mm-hmm. base. But it's very cooped up, and it feels like home ground. You can it see the wires like, like tracing space. from you the things those, on the like, ceiling weird, and everything like, hologram like that. Screens and with, then like, the you... lasers on them and stuff. I don't know what those are called. Exactly. But it feels very, you know, it feels mm-hmm. like um, a ragtag group of, you know, like whatever. So cooped up and so like warm. You know, everything is orange. And when when Ray does the thing, it's like just very like inviting. And then and then you cut to. Uh, the second half, which is you're in the resist or the first order, you're trapped, and it's so grand and big, and it feels so like imposing and scary, like the Death Star or whatever it was. And that there's a there such a weird mixture of having like the cast members acting. That was nuts. It, it, like having a real person there to like usher you along. I don't know. They have to be like getting a premium or something because it was just like a. They killed it's it. So I could cool. not believe that 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 idea worked. If you if you told me that, I would be like, okay, it's gonna be corny. It's just gonna be like weird. But I, I treated like the person who told me to stand on the orange line just as much as like when I saw General Hux on like the thing. You know, like it just uh, just all was the same. Well, yeah. I mean, speaking of like cast member involvement, I mean the resistance. You have the first order ones who are like yelling at you, like I said earlier. They're like walking up and down. They're like. Orange in, green in. Like you load in groups of colors, which is interesting. It doesn't really, it, it's not any different than like numbers. <laughs> I think it's just because it's just fun. But the one thing that took me was the resistance. So when you're in that room and the stormtroopers and Kylo Ren are talking to you, like there's screens above you and you're in like a like a holding bay. And then they freaking like laser the door out. I One, like where did unreal. it come from? I had no idea. Some of the effects that they've accomplished I like are mind blowing. I don't know how they even did that. Um, yeah, they're like, we gotta go, we gotta go, 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 we gotta go. And, and Finn's like on a the resistance there with score them. came like, on. That move. was the best you part. Move. They played the tone. Yeah. Well, so that was that was my favorite part of the ride. Yeah. Uh, it's no secret between us. I I don't know if we said on the podcast or not. It doesn't matter. The second. There was a POV in Orlando. I clicked on it two seconds. I watched the whole thing because yeah, I didn't you know how. It. I knew I wasn't gonna go wait like for like opening day. I didn't know when I was gonna be get to go on rise. Doesn't matter whatever. Uh-huh. So I I watched the POV, but I tried to skip like as much of like the actual show elements as possible, and then I just basically watched like the ride through. Mm-hmm. So did you watch from where? Yeah, they I got basically watched the as the vehicle left the station. So I didn't really see any of the previous stuff. Okay. So. You best believe when the wall starts to like have, I'm like, oh my god! I was like, is I Lasers thought Kylo was later. What the hell's going on? I was so confused, and I, we heard the music, and whoever the hell was their ad operators at that time, perfect. Like it looked mm. like they might as well have been cast in the movie, and I was just so okay. The yeah. coordinates are in here. Talk, talk to Finn. I'm like, oh my god! It, it just felt so Star Wars. Yeah. 
So it's as so cool. A brander thing that I knew I wanted to say is compare, not comparing, but just like talking about all of them in unison. Forbidden Journey, or um, whatever the, Pandora, Flight of Passage, and this. The thing Flight is, I will say when we walked off, and I was just like thinking about the ride, and we're wandering around um, Galaxy's Edge and everything. I was like, I will say, it didn't rise, didn't like you know, it was make me emotional. Like, it didn't, like, make me feel anything other than, like, oh, my God. Oh, really? I did. Interesting. I was in a constant state of, like, euphoria. Because oh. it's just, like, such a good... It's no, like I you're get, living in Star Wars. Exactly. Here's my point. So, I, mm. you can acknowledge, like, wow, the AT-AT is really big. And it's like, oh, my God, the cannon's going to shoot me. And, like, wait, we turned down that hallway? Whoa, look at the lightsaber. Like, it's all really cool. Oh. Where when I was on yeah. Flight of Passage and Forbidden Journey, I felt like almost emotional in terms of like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. Like I was like, wow, I'm with mm. Harry Potter flying. Right. Like I'm I'm with the guy I know. And then obviously, like in Pandora, it's just like a beautiful feeling. Right. It's just like otherworldly and like right. nature and like makes you appreciate like a physical world where Harry or where Star Wars is a ton of fun. Taking away any of the uh, yeah. like advancements in like the ride technology and like how the pre-shows work and things, which I definitely want to talk about it. It's just it it captures the tone of Star Wars incredibly well, where like at first I wasn't like bummed at all because of it was like a state of like, Oh my God, I can't believe we just did that. But I did want to feel like a little bummed because I wasn't like, wow, that was beautiful. I got to like wipe my tears away. But star Wars is never like that. Star Wars is supposed to be like ragtaggy, quirky music, funny. It's funny, dude. Like Finn's like, okay, go down the elevator Mm -hmm. and your shit starts going up. Like it's a, it's a funny thing. Like, that's how Star Wars would be. And if it was, like, really trying to hammer you over the head with, like, oh, here's Princess Leia. Isn't that cool? And, like, oh, this is a beautiful shot of Batu. Like, it wouldn't. that's not what Star Wars should be. Star Wars should be just a constant fun, oh, my God, this is cool, laser swords, you know? So mm. I'm totally with it. Yeah, I, it just felt so Star Wars. And I think that's, like, <laughs> it, to its peak, not to its detriment, like, at all. I would argue that it did, like I said before, it did make mm-hmm. me feel emotional because it felt like every single Star Wars movie has a scene where, like, the heroes are, like, in one of the Death right. Stars or right. in a Star Destroyer. And they're like, oh, God, how are they going to get out? Like, they're being chased by the Imperials mm-hmm. or the First Order or the Battle Droids. Like, and we got to do that. That's what they did. They successfully, like, created that scene in the movie, but yeah, you are yeah. in it. You're 100% like, like an active storm participant. Stormtroopers are shooting yeah. at you, and lasers mm-hmm. are flying through the air. The AT-ATs are shooting at you. You're, like, polo out on the side, and you hear Finn talking. You're like, where's Finn? And he's behind, like, <laughs> yeah. a barrel or, like, a box, like, shooting at the first door. And he's like, go, go, go. First of all, the figures in this ride, I think, are some of the best ever made. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, Definitely. Hux and Kylo Ren standing there talking. I thought Those it were was the best a screen. ones. Those were easily and the they, best ones. They turned around and I was like, what I know, the I know. French toast <laughs> is happening? Um, I thought the Finn one was the best, but I also saw him for two seconds. Yeah, it's really hard. Just the fact that he would like half stand up and shoot and uh-huh. sit back down and talk to you. I didn't know. He's like, you guys Was that go. a figure or was it a like projection on his face? Did you notice? 
I, I couldn't no tell. Idea. I I haven't watched a video since I've been on it because I want to experience it again yeah, for the second time you raw. Like you not raw, but like uh-huh. because it was when I got off it, I I felt like a fever. Yeah, I know. Like it didn't I even know. happen. It's it is the most layered attraction ever. There is so much going on. Yeah, because I think they built the the promise of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge was live your Star Wars adventure, and up until this point, I would say they've accomplished that. This is living your Star Wars adventure. Yeah. This is living inside Star Wars. Like Millennium Falcon Smuggler Throne is a great simulator. And I would argue one of the better simulators around. It's very fun. But at the end of the day, like it's so mm-hmm. much fun, but it was designed to be the second companion yeah. to this. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. the best thing that Disney Imagineering has ever done. This is the best thing that I've ever seen in a theme park. It is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He figures Kylo Ren is standing there. He's pulling you with the force, and your vehicle is, like, synced up to him. You feel like you're being pulled back. That was cool, but him. it also was a little weird, I will have to say. It looked so much like Elsa. What? I don't know. He was just like this. Oh, he really looked like Elsa. Yeah. I, 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 like, the first thing I thought of, I was like. They had to really get you like he's pulling you. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, okay. yeah, no. I got, And then, um, I mean, it was awesome. The lightsaber. What oh, the, the lightsaber was so cool. He did. The rumor, fa- the I will ceiling. say. Oh, that was sick. So cool. How they did that. I I wish that was not spoiled. I still don't know how they did it. Like, I saw it happening, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. my God. Like, they actually did that. Because I saw it in the commercials, and I was wondering, I was like, are they really going to do, like, yeah. like, the lightsabers they sell in Sobbies? Like, they're great-looking lightsabers, but they still have, like, a blade when they're not on. Oh, know? yeah. This lightsaber comes out of uh-huh. nowhere, and it turns on, and it grows, and it sounds like <laughs> a lightsaber, and it moves like a lightsaber. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, So I think beyond... What I was saying earlier, and you know, you agree, like how it captures the feeling of Star Wars and you living the so mid- perfectly, so much adventure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But um, mm. beyond that, I think like the part that's coolest to me as a theme park fan, as a Star Wars fan, and as like some a writer, right? Which you are too, is mm-hmm. the idea of how you can tell a story like physically like that is unbelievable. Because before, it's usually... Someone wrote a script for a Star Wars scene, and they turned it into a... You usually get one pre-show, and that's probably just Mm -hmm. a screen of a character saying, you got... The Ray hologram? What? Well, just shows up out of nowhere. I know, that was I I went up afterwards, and I was like, where's the screen? There was no screen. She just, like, beams in. I have no idea. I I figure it's a Pepper's ghost, but it doesn't look like there's a piece of glass there. But anyway. so cool. But, um... Usually in a theme park attraction, so just take Guardians, of, eh, not, not exactly Guardians, but usually it's like, you know, watch out, the mine's going to explode, and remember to buckle your seatbelt and whatever, whatever. Like, that's the extent for a pre-show, right? It's like, here's the bare minimum of what you need to know, and here's the safety information. Here's your safety information, here's, like, the theme. Yeah, exactly. This ride had, like, three full-ass uh, scenes, essentially, so- a, a ride... The, the transport is a ride in and of itself. Um, th- that's like, to me, a cool. second queue. I know. Another pre-show. To me, a that's, third pre-show. That's cooler than the ride vehicle because that's obviously a huge advancement to like, oh, it's so cool that you don't know where you're going next and he's pulling you and it can drop and all that stuff. That's really cool. But I could have imagined that. Like I could have pictured what a trackless ride vehicle was like, mm. how they did everything else. Like yeah. the magic of this ride is, is the, 
everything. It's a summation of crazy. its parts. Crazy. It's, it's so many things. It just you're makes on the transport, so much sense. And like Akbar's kid turns around. You're like, that's an incredible animatronic. And you, I went up and looked. That's nine nubs sitting there in the passengers, like yeah. in the pilot. Yeah. He has a full face. He just never turns around. But you mm-hmm. can like see his full face. Like that's a full figure yep. sitting there flying this. But he never even turns around. It's, it just and, like, makes perfect sense. The whole the thing. TIE fighters are shooting at you. But the best part of the actual ride for me is the giant cannons off the edge of the Star Destroyer. The oh, scope of those screens, I, know. I looked out and I was like, that's the best projection technology I've ever seen in my life. Like that, and they're shooting. Like, actually the cannons scary. are flying forward. I'm like, those <laughs> like, things are huge. I know. And you um, like caught in the middle having to time it out, which is, by the way, exactly what, what happened in Star Wars. Yes. You know, just think the first Star Wars, the walls are coming in. They're like, what are we going to do? And then he pulls up the thing. The same idea. Like, it's just so much fun and, you get and the, weird. You get into like an is, escape pod and it really feels like you're launching out. And this, dude, it's just every it doesn't work. If it doesn't have everyone, every one of the parts works in perfect synergy with each other to make a cohesive experience. Yeah. Oh, yes. An unbelievable absolutely. cohesive experience. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep going on this train. Uh, yeah. So like say? what? What were you about to say? I was about to already start talking about how it keeps breaking, <laughs> but we'll do that later. That's fine. We'll get there. Um, the. Along what you were saying is like similar to what we were talking about, like maybe two episodes ago or something. Um, I think three, actually. It was like how we were saying Animal Kingdom, like it just makes perfect sense. Like I understand why that's here because I can trace the vines and it goes up to here. Right. Same exact story. Like I see BB-8 in the pre-show room doing the calculations or whatever and then Poe's like, all right, let's go. And now bb eight. You walk in the out thing and you because see I know Poe's X-Wing. That that's where bb is supposed to be. And then at the end... Well, you know, so you get in the transport, you get sucked into the Star Destroyer, and then you walk out the same doors somehow. I think it's an don't, elevator. Don't ask me. I don't know how it does it. My th- but it doesn't feel like it's an elevator. A, it feels like it's moving. No. It feels like a normal ass simulator. Yeah. Like, it feels like Star Tours. And the door anyways, opens, and the first you get order sucked guy runs in. in. And, and you see the, like, when you go through the force field, mm-hmm. and then you walk out, and you're in the place that the screens were just, you know? Yeah. And then... And then um, like 30 stormtroopers sitting there looking at you. You're in the escape pod at the end of the ride. You drop down and then you go. You see yourself crash land back on Batu, mm-hmm. like through some um, wreckage. Right. And then you pull out of the escape pod and you're in the wreckage. Yeah. Where it just all works to the point where like I, I know I've, I've definitely talked to you about it. I'm, I probably have said it on the podcast, but something I have liked to do like in the past is like really putting yourself in the mental state. I usually do it like on pirates if I can. If it's like a quiet night or whatever, I'll really like through the bayou, just like really like focus on my breathing and just like be there. And then when you drop down the waterfall, it's like, wow, I'm really like in these caves. It's like a cool this thing. This does that you know? for you. You don't need to do like any mind tricks and yeah. guys there's it. You could like be half asleep and like still fully. It feels be, like a movie. Um, like you're in a movie. Like I've never felt like I was in I mean, Galaxy's Edge is unbelievably themed. It is bar none. Yeah, the thing is before but I used this, to like to say it's like a yeah. Oh my god. This adds but, well, so much to it. Disneyland tomorrow mm-hmm. is going to be packed. Rightfully Parking so. structure opens at 2 at They 2 can start lining up at security at midnight It's gonna be so busy Like I It sucks because I want to get back on it at ASAP um, But 
I, there's no way. Like, how am I going to be able to wait in those lines? People are going to come out of their hotel rooms at like yeah. 2 a.m. and just sit there. Yeah, I can't yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. I live here. Like, I have um, responsibilities, um, which sucks because it's such a cool attraction. Do you know anything about the boarding pass thing? Because it, it's they're still doing it yeah. in Florida. It's the same. It's the same idea of what um, we did. Oh yeah, right. So you'll go up to like a fast pass kiosk. Through the app, I don't I'm think sure. it'll be on that website. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be through the app. Yeah, you'll go on the Disneyland app, and it'll tell you, um, like, we're boarding this group. Because that's oh, how really? they do it in Florida. I looked at the Walt Disney World app to see how they do it there. Same idea. But like probably like you only be able to get a boarding group within like the resistance. first like half hour, or hour. I would say the minute yeah, the park exactly. opens, they probably sell out within like 20 minutes. The lines to because get I was, yeah. the actual Because I was thinking, hours long. like the physical queue is not that long. You know, you sneak through like two resistance rooms and then pre-show. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're expecting massive, gigantic crowds. Yeah. Where are they going to stand? It's all virtual, I guess. Like you just have to get there super early and then it'll say come back at virtual five. Queue. Which makes it's just like a fast pass, essentially. And I don't know what why they're not going to stop doing that. That's yeah, I think they I think they built it like that um, intentionally. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wonder so. if they'll open the fast but, pass uh, for Smuggler's Run now because they might need to. I mean, yeah, I, that's the plan to probably do the boarding passes for however long they need to. But mm-hmm. that was the plan for Galaxy's Edge as a whole, and they didn't use it once. You know, so who knows? Maybe it'll only last like a week or two. Definitely tomorrow, obviously. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so busy. I think it's I think I think the lack of crowds you've seen has been people wanting for a fully completed product, knowing only waiting six yeah. more months to get mm-hmm. the full land. Um, and now, like everything that Disney was doing to update the parks for this is done. You have like the pier, you have all mm-hmm. the newly renovated stuff. The front of Tomorrowland is finished. The castle's beautiful. Like Disneyland is now like at its peak. To be visited. Now, that was always the plan, was to have every, like, now that Galaxy's Edge is complete, with right. along complete with the greatest themed attraction ever built, it's going to be insanely busy. Rightfully so. This is how it should have been the whole time. But obviously yeah, it was just like a weird storm of events. I mean, I, well, I the thing this is a game for changer. people, like, is they're all booked up and everything? I looked at hotels. I looked at like all the yeah. resort hotels. But the, all uh, yeah, like the next week. but there's a difference. I'm really curious. Like two weeks from now, what's going to happen? You know, I, it'll just be, um, yeah, just mm-hmm. an experience. As as we we'll always see. say in the podcast, we'll have to see. Well, I'm open. pretty sure all no, the passes are not, a lot of passes not one single blocked. AP is blocked. That's what I was what? trying to tell you guys. Really, it's a complete flip from That's how we did Galaxy's Edge. It's yeah. an exact I mean, response it was, uh, to Galaxy's Edge. Right, was I mean the lower crowds. Was definitely the attributed APs, to the APs being like, blocked for sure. It got overturned or whatever, but well, the reservation system, the, reservation the cast system. members, a lot of people like got blocked or whatever was happening there. The whole summer, they had like a really strong mm-hmm. plan because they're super worried, and then it just didn't come to fruition. Maybe it's because of rise not being open, maybe because of price hikes, maybe because it was like the hottest summer SoCal yeah. seen in like the past twenty years. Maybe because people just figured we'll wait two months to go to Orlando, oh, whatever it was. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was my theory was people waited to go to Orlando. And now I think it was partially that partially the all the past. I think it was a, a, oh, a yeah, perfect storm. It was storm. a perfect storm. But a we'll just see. 
Mm-hmm. And oh, even then, like it was still no, it was successful, but it wasn't. Like, it's not I don't a failure think at it all. was like a fraction of what was expect. We're expecting people lining up at two twelve a.m. at the security. It's gonna be crazy. Can't the wait to see what tomorrow looks like. I might go drive by the resort. It's gonna be a lot of like traffic. I'll tell you that see, much. It's gonna be a there. lot of red lights. Oh my but, gosh, um, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, just we'll don't see. Don't go to Anaheim tomorrow. <laughs> what's gonna happen because like as we said with um rise of skywalker yeah. obviously in terms of blockbusters box office wise i'm sure it did crazy numbers but then after like a week the it reception a billion, a billion became yesterday. like really weird like it's really mixed if anything leaning towards negative so it might it uh Which it might, really it might be a star wars me. thing because um, it is it is a big hit in in Orlando, I think I, it's still think like it crazy is. with the boarding system and stuff. But I think they could have opened like oh, yeah. anything in Orlando oh, yeah. and it would have been crazy in the holidays. You know what I mean? I'm really curious to see what the lines look like in the coming weeks. I think it's I mean, going to be. I mean, the marketing campaign has been crazy. Day. So the people know it's here. Future. People all over know it's here. Every billboard yeah, I see, I get like Twitter ads, Instagram mm-hmm. ads. And everybody knows this has been like the, mm-hmm. this is the big yeah. thing. This is it. You know, um, we're not getting anything new in Disneyland. until Disneyland runaway lands, railway next Marvel's year. Marvel's so. been work. No. Yeah. It Marvel. opens in like February. Yeah. Oh, I was saying that to the, the other day. I was like, wow, everything right. at Disneyland is done. I'm like, I guess we're not doing anything, but they're building another thing right across <laughs> whole the whole yeah, land crazy. in the summer. Yeah. I forgot about that. Right. That, there you go. That's exciting. A very too. different. Exciting. We're never going to stop. Walt said yeah, that Disney's exactly. never completed. My, <laughs> my Avengers campus expectations are like my Pixar period yeah. expectations. Where I think it's going to be really cool and perfectly done. It's not going to be galaxy. My... There's no way. It's just not, I don't think it's going to be that highly immersive. I think it'll be really cool and awesome. It's super fun That's to hang sick. out, go I to the microbrewery, like, Ride Spider-Man, see the Doctor Strange show. Like, it's going to be, like, it's going to be perfectly DCA. Yeah, and that's what DC that is meant sense. for. My my hopes and dreams for it and that's are what beyond the need. things yeah. you said. Like, you know, it's, it's going to be fun because anything new is fun, right? And and I love Marvel, so it's just going to be cool to see. Right. It's going to be exciting. hoping and praying that the, um, like, flying animatronic and everything is pointing to that that's going to come. So that would be awesome, awesome, awesome. The one flying, and then in a yeah. couple of years, the e-ticket. So cool. That's great. That's like the coolest thing. Yeah. I didn't even say. How many years? They, they haven't even given that a year yet. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. Long time. It'll happen. <laughs> they said it. They wouldn't. I think tomorrow will dictate when that comes. And I think the release of mm-hmm. campus will dictate when that comes. Because Disneyland is in like been a, in a weird like state of, of unknowing since Galaxy's Edge debuted. Yeah. Um, it's just like even with um D twenty three, like we got the um, Marvel the, announcement the of like grid. the parade, Wait, what's and Marvel, the... which we already oh, knew right, right, the right. parade magic right. happens, the new parade, but like we didn't get like big, like Disney World. I mean, we got basically got yeah, you're yeah, getting yeah, an entirely new Epcot. Yeah, you're getting this, you're getting that. Granted, it's what the fortieth. I think fi- I want to say fiftieth. I think it's 50th. gonna be the fortieth or the fiftieth, fiftieth yeah. something. It's been there for a while. Um, but Disneyland, it was like here's your parade. So I think we're we're gonna see if they feel and tomorrow like their investment was returned. I mean, this is right, all speculation. Exactly. Who knows? But yeah, yeah that's it's my like take. A, you know, it's different because nothing to do with Disney. But like, I, I'm super excited for the XFL, which is like a a 
it's not arena football, football but it might as well be it's just like another it's a startup football league basically and something uh, that's like been a part of their campaign is we have enough money right now to run for three seasons right so like if we make zero dollars the xfl will exist for three years and like that's super exciting for me because like because i didn't the, the AAF AAF just close didn't even finish their first season it was a major bummer but so the xfl is like wow. we have enough for three seasons but also they they're working with ESPN, mm. Fox Sports. So I'm hoping, besides the point, I say that to say a smaller company is like, we promise you three years. It's not like Disney. Disney can run off of zero dollars for like probably 20 years and be fine, you know? So it's oh, not yeah. like. No, right, in exactly. the grand scheme of things, they're exactly. totally fine. They are not but in, in terms any trouble of, at all. Galaxy's Edge has made them buckets of money. Those lightsabers cost but $200. in terms of. And I see uh, families with 10 of them. Yeah, that's crazy. I actually haven't thought of that. I have seen like a dad with like three slung on his back. When you like look at it and you think you're like, Dollar that's signs like $5,000. But right um, yeah, it's crazy. They're cool. They're a high quality product. Like when awesome. I see them, like those yeah. are cool. And uh, getting yeah. the Kyber crystal, I would get addicted to it because I'd want all the different Kyber crystals. But anyways, I know. I want so a sad. yellow one. I think they only have them in Orlando, I was saying. Or at least for a time, they were only in Orlando. Oh, really? No, they have yellow ones here now. Anyways. Mm, I've seen them. Yeah. Well, yeah. um, (laughs) Not specifically tomorrow, not a month from now, not two months from now, but if Rise of the Resistance is like the like kick in the ass that we expect it to be and Disney lands becomes like, Mm -hmm. I don't you know, like just like consistent, like three, four hours well, the holidays, well, the holidays were crazy busy, but, too. But, you know, well, the holidays it'll be, are like, busy. to see the direct right. response from this gigantic investment equals whatever the response is will have a huge impact on how fast Runaway Railway gets here, on the mm-hmm. level of quality that, that uh, the Avengers e-ticket will be. If people respond really positively and, and um, you know, like, just PR-wise, like, hour-long line right exactly but people love it you know and it's the perception is wow they did it wow that was insane crazy and worth it and see more and more and Mm -hmm. more and then you know eventually a third gate like who knows where if it's a dud then i'm here then you know maybe can you imagine a lot of more interesting conversations i i I actually saw orange girl 55 talk about this and i didn't even think of it but someone like asked them a video in a mm. comment, like, what are your thoughts on downtown Disney, like the future of it? And he, I agree with him and don't agree with him. But he was saying like, I, th- he said that downtown Disney is completely expendable. It's fine for the way it is. And it's like a cool thing to do. But if the opportunity presented itself to have like a big DCA expansion or a third gate or a water park or whatever it is, uh, downtown Disney's like, out the gate like they don't really care where i think they do care because they just renovated like all of those things i was gonna say they i don't think it's, oh, going it's not anywhere. going anywhere now i think it's what allows it to become like a resort is you have your dining district your they just added like all the new the bowling and the mm-hmm. uva bar like and all this stuff i don't think it's going anywhere oh, not like anytime um, soon that's an interesting take right? though i think if they want to keep expanding eventually you have to to bridge out I thought they were going to buy the Garden Walk for the I longest know. time because I know that was, yeah, up it was for literally purchase, up for and they sale. Um, and I mean, you could build. The problem is any way that they would want to connect those, whether it be overpass or tunnel or something, Anaheim's going to yeah. oppose. 
because for some reason Anaheim is like at war with Disney expansion mm-hmm. for who knows what purpose Disney built the city. I know. That's my take. Weird. It. But um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I'm here for a third gate. Well, whether you love Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, you don't like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, you think it's a big success, a failure. Everyone's got all sorts of opinions. The conversation has always ended with, well, let's wait and see what happens with Rise of Resistance. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We still got Rise of the Resistance. Exactly. Now, tomorrow, we have Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. So then the conversation continues because I've never seen a theme park be so like commonplace public discourse like online people having conversations about it like i've never seen anything like this like our theme park fan community used to be so niche and now it's like i see it everywhere Mm -hmm. granted maybe just because the people i follow on twitter but i I hear people talking today i'm i'm taking a class at chapman about the walt disney company just the history of its impact on hollywood and everything and we had like a 15 minute conversation about galaxy's Uh edge and people were like i think it succeeds i think it fails I was obviously like, I think it's the best thing ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, even the teacher was like, yeah, it's really interesting. I've never seen a theme park with this much conversation. And I'm like, right? Like, why? Exactly. I think it's Star it's Wars. Star I think Wars. it's because it's Star right. Wars. But um, that doesn't... And people love to have strong Star Wars opinions. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, you get them interested in Star Wars. And then, yeah. speaking for Orlando, like, you know, you go down the street and then Animal Kingdom and, wow, that was so cool. And then you go spend the day in Epcot. And then it's like, oh, my God, that's cool. And then you're hooked. Basically. Does this ride redeem Hollywood Studios? I think it's worth now. You now you have two must dos in Tower and Rise of the Resistance and Smuggler's Run, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. Well, the thing is, uh, yeah, because with- I don't hate Hollywood Studios. It definitely lacks in comparison to the other three. Just sheer number of attractions. Like it doesn't. Oh, and Slinky. It doesn't have a whole lot to do. And my biggest criticism is it needs more shade. Oh it's God, too hot. yeah. It's yeah. just too hot. It does need but, more shade. Um, but the th- I think this gives you three things to do, three big things to do, and Muppet Vision, of course. <laughs> but, um, I mean, obviously, like, Galaxy, you stick Galaxy's Edge, like, um, in my backyard, and there'd be, like, a huge, gigantic crowd. Like, it doesn't matter where it is sure. at a certain point. Exactly. It's going to be gigantic. Like, yeah, now they actually do have, like, a number that you can point to. Like, oh, Mickey's Runaway Railway is going to be open. It's a great family ride. Toy Story Land's fun. Uh, Tower of Terror is obviously incredible. And Galaxy's Edge is obviously incredible. But I feel like for it to be, like, a at least the quality of the other three parks that are there and something like Disneyland, and even DCA to an extent, it's like you don't think, like, oh, there's the three things I have to check off on my list. Just, like, fun to be there, and, like, I get what they're going for. I would agree with that. It's just, like... The mentality going into it. You know, like, copy-pasting Galaxy's Edge is, like, it's awesome, and it gives you something to do, but it's, like, Mm. I don't know. It's not, like, a cohesive experience like any of the others. I think this just comes back to the fact that behind the scenes of the movies is is nothing interesting anymore. Uh Uh-huh. Um, Even, you know, like I was just saying With the age of the internet, you can see how movies are made on YouTube Yeah, exactly Going to an actual, especially in the case of of Hollywood Studios Like a fake back lot I know, exactly Where movies aren't made Uh huh. At least, the thing about Universal Hollywood Is as cheesy as the studio tour is It's actually got like three or four attractions built into it Yeah And that is a working lot um, Which is cool and it's just um, so historic. Like, even if it yeah, wasn't working, it's, it's universal, like, wow, you know, it's I like recognize Hollywood. Exactly. You know, it's like a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. And it's the yeah. location, obviously, Hollywood versus Orlando versus um, a faux studio. Yeah. But even Florida. building like what I was about to say is because I was just at Universal the other day, um, just over the universal break Hollywood's with my family. Great. Oh, it's so much fun. It, it's 
they really like turned a corner. Obviously, we had yeah. our whole horror I'm nights a big thing. Fan. And, but the, like, even they've completely removed themselves from behind the scenes movies, and that's it's literally a movie studio, you know. But yeah. um, they have like a proper well, Main then, Street now, I, where before it used to be like fake backlot things, and oh, that's all right. But um, yeah, like even technology, you know, even the actual movie studio, their park isn't a movie studio right. park anymore. It's just a fun park. It almost, yeah, it almost feels like Universal themselves they is are, going away from the that, point? from the behind the scenes, because it used to be like, yeah, now it's mm-hmm. the entertainment capital of L.A. It used to be Ride the Movies, and now they're kind of moving away from like movies, 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 and it's sort of just becoming exactly. like, do you and like by this the way, uh, Here's a ride, which Nintendo, is fine, you know, not like, even that's movies, fine. But they're still building that down there anyways. It's going to be awesome. I actually heard a rumor. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Universal, if you're casting I, uh, Waluigi. I heard a rumor that wow. I don't know if you know the park well enough, but where a maze used basically in, the, in a back corner, like by a bathroom and like the exit of um, Jurassic World, just like backlot area. Right. And then like kind of around the corner is where I know they're building. Everybody knows they're building Nintendo and Mario Kart, but they're saying they're saying like the entrance well, to yeah, that, you can see it. similar to like Galaxy's Edge, you know, like in theory doesn't fit in Disneyland. Like there's no like Star Wars, but they have those crazy transitions that make it like feel like, you know, the actual Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. things like that. Similar to uh, Universal, like on the lower lot, right. it's like, OK, Transformers, The Mummy, Jurassic World. I get what they're kind of going for. It's just like random movies. Come here. You get to do the thing, do the thing over there. Nintendo doesn't fit. So what they're doing is apparently you walk through a green tunnel and it's just going to be dark like you're in the tunnel and then it opens up and you're in Nintendo oh, that's land. Sick. That's so that's cool. That's really cool. Because literally how like. Did you hear that the confirmed the Mario ride is all animatronic? <sighs> so they're going to have like screen like tunnels, basically, right. like how right. Rise of the Resistance like encapsulates you in tunnels. But you're going to interact with like a physical Mario driving a car. And be a so physical sick. Donkey Kong and a gonna physical so Luigi sick. and all these characters, they're going to be there. Yeah, that's besides the point. Yeah, I can't wait. Anyways, <laughs> to get back to our current topics, do you have any final thoughts on Rise of the Resistance? We basically talked about it at LAR. We talked about the, our appearance in the ride, its impact yeah. on the, you know Disney at large, what we think is going to happen. Tomorrow's a big deal. Uh, what do you think? What's your final take? Just like the advancement of the molding of new technologies and story it's just so exciting. All the pre-show stuff. Unbelievable. Yeah. That that was my biggest takeaway is like seeing a fit, an actual cast member mixed in with 50 Stormtrooper animatronics mixed in with like the most convincing projection I've ever seen right. is like um, all while you're in the middle of this narrative where I'm an active participant is crazy. It didn't even need to be themed to Star Wars at that point. It could have been anything. And it's like it's so cool. So just like the future, if anything, when yeah. you can yeah. tell Disney really like leans into an idea, um, you know, obviously like the results are crazy and I hope that they continue down that path. And you. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I just think uh, it shows the capabilities of of theme park attractions mm-hmm. and of storytelling. Um, that is on display with that ride is unparalleled. And uh, here's a bold statement about to make. Uh, D- Walt Disney Imagineering uh, might be some of the greatest storytellers living right now. 
the things that they can accomplish, like the physical, just the, the yeah. ingenuity to think of things like that, to think of like those giant cannons and we'll have that and you'll be shooting at you and you'll be going this way and that way. Like someone sat down, a group of people sat down and planned out that entire experience and pulled it to life. They said, we're going to have three different ride mechanics. Yeah. We're going to have this pre-show and then they're coming to get you. Like it is what it does just for the mm-hmm. future of theme parks. is just so promising. The fact that we're at a point where we can do three-dimensional, 360-degree storytelling, and it can be if, as convincing, if not more, know, than the literally. current Star Wars yeah. film in theaters uh-huh. is mind-blowing. And I love that movie, but it's mind-blowing what they're capable of. So, yeah, yeah the future exactly is bright I feel for it. theme parks, I think, and storytelling in that Well, All right. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it there. a million times Jake. over, especially once Lane gets on it for the first time. Hopefully Preston Moore will join the podcast oh, at one point and we can talk about up. it with him, things like that. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, Lane, don't listen to this podcast. I wouldn't do that. If he doesn't want spoilers. Um, yeah. A little uh, a little more mm-hmm. Star Wars, a little TV show wrapped up. Mandalorian. Jake, what were your thoughts on the finale and maybe an I overview the of the series as a whole? Awesome. So well done. I, obviously, it oh, finished okay. before Rise of the Resistance came out. And like watching that final episode, or yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Rise no, no, no. of Skywalker. I meant Rise of the Resistance because Rise of the Resistance is, I think, the most Star Wars thing that they've made. But beyond that, the Mandalorian like captures to me like the reason why like the original Star Wars is like so special and stayed with like the world for so long. Similar ideas is like what science fiction Mandalorian Western. is, and that final episode was like, yeah. It's the most 1970s Star Wars um, that you can get today. I don't know, just like real. Like it felt like a genuine story that needed to be told in a way. It just, um, Mm -hmm. I really liked it. I really liked it. I thought it also had like some things to say like about society at a certain point. Uh, I really liked it and I'm so excited for more. And I assume you liked it at the ends as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I know the finale is great. Um, I I like the hooks that they put in for the next season. Of we're Do going. Do you to think Yoda's that's what's going to happen? I was curious. Baby, Yoda. baby Yoda's planet. Right. Well, that's they're like, they you need to go find this said. kid's family, basically. Yeah. Hmm. He's just, he's so a funny. Mandalorian. He's going to be part <laughs> of the creed. They're going to give him a little Mandalorian. You think that? Years. It's going to be awesome. Wow, that's going to oh, be hilarious. Yeah, I for sure think that. Wow. Yeah, you're totally yeah. right. I think he's going to be wielding, uh, spoiler for the final second of Set of the Mandalorian, the Darksaber. The, have you been watching Clone Wars? Are you familiar yet, with Darksaber? I have been watching Clone Wars. I have like a very basic Dark idea, but honestly, it would be good if you refreshed. Basically, it was created by like the ancient, um, an ancient Mandalorian who was a Jedi. So like only Mandalorians have like well wielded okay. it and that's why it's black and it's unique and there's like one oh. in existence that we know of and it's been passed on from generations of mandalorians and obviously this moff gideon guy or whatever his name is he killed because he talks about the yeah, mandalorian yeah. like the great death or whatever it's called and he took it um i think baby yoda's gonna wield it i think hilarious. he's gonna become a little mandalorian jedi i don't know what it how it makes sense timeline wise because ray is supposed to be the last jedi you can um, wield a lightsaber. We'll see how they deal with that. They don't need to worry about that right now. Well, we already um, see he can use the force. 
He's like, he's prime. Maybe um, there's a lot of rumors and like speculation that, well, there was just rumors that we're going to see a lot of familiar characters in season two. Oh, I actually just saw a crazy tweet, right? Will the Mandalorian give the baby to Luke to train for a while? Um, Or will we see Han Solo, you know, doing Um, bounty hunter stuff? Two things. I think it's more likely to see Luke in like a cameo. I don't think Uh, I saw two things. One, but from from Star Wars Battlefront Two story mode, which is actually a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And it has like the emperor, like screen face, like recording. And it just follows this character named Eden Versau, I think. And the the campaign was really fun. I don't remember what the story Mm -hmm. was. Basically, they there was this prominent like female character in Battlefront Two. And she, I don't know, was interesting enough. And I guess she's on the cast list for uh, for season two, the voice actress. And then someone tweeted at her like, hey, what's up with this? And then she responded by saying, like, you'll have to talk to Mr. Filoni. So that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, I know. But I will Ooh. say, you know, like when they announced the Mandalorian show and it was like very mysterious and what's it going to be? Everybody was like, oh, Boba Fett's going to be in it and we're going to do this and Job of the Hutt. And well, I guess we saw Jabba. I still think he right? might be but in the thing season is, two. I think those. I know. I was wondering. I was waiting for that to happen. But anyways, they don't explain that. They don't explain mm-hmm. why the Empire wants Baby Yoda. I think, if I'm being real, because I don't think they know why yet. I think they were waiting to figure that out. I of think course, it has something it to do with Palpatine. In the end, right. but um, mm-hmm. but a part of the reason that Mandalorian was good is because it felt so separate. And regardless of if you loved Rise of Skywalker, right. if you hated it, if you love Rise of the Resistance and Batu, whatever, or you hated it, um, you can't deny that, like, Star Wars is a really, like, heated subject for whatever reason right now. And the Mandal... And those things right, are canon. Exactly. They're not going But, anywhere. you know, they were they just happen. polarizing. And um, the Mandalorian stayed very far mm. away, did its own thing, and everybody really liked it. So I don't think that they'll feel any reason to, like, give Luke Skywalker a whole episode or anything. Although that would be so fun and awesome. And it would make perfect sense, actually. But they stayed really far away from Mm -hmm. it from pretty much all of season one. I have a hard time believing we're going to, like, jump right into it. And then it's, like, the early days of the Resistance. You know what I mean? I feel like it's just going to stay very side because that's, like, what it's meant to be. It's what people want from it at this point. Now, there was something someone talked about in a video that kind of goes into, like, familiar things, but not so much as if we just see the beginnings of the first order. That'd be cool. Because I don't think that's too familiar. I think that would be cool. Just, you know, some stuff happening where, like, it feels like the Empire is being, or just like you hear, there's, like, recruiters for, like, doing the first order. They're like, what? Like, just, you know, just subtle because that's what's going on in the universe during that time period is the first order's something. So I would be <laughs> finish. Oh, I yeah, that would just be the right. It would line up, you know. You you can do things in the Star Wars universe, but you can't ignore right. what's going yeah. on. As there's well. a difference between, like you were saying, like having like you know recruits for the First Order, or maybe there's like a conversation about how somebody's like, wow, the First Order is really just Empire, or, you know, like whatever, versus like literally having like mm-hmm. Kylo Ren do something. And I don't think that we have like any chance of like seeing. I think a young Ben Solo. It'd be would awesome, be but sick. I just like I don't think we'd see any of that. I have a hard time believing. But yeah, maybe. I mean, I yeah, I would love 
fan servicey stuff like that. I just I feel like they they're treating it really separately, which is cool. I like it. But um, mm. yeah, I'm with it. I'm super stoked for Kenobi. Oh god! After seeing the and also of this I don't show. remember who the showrunner is. It's like a woman. Uh, do you remember her name? She directed like the yeah. best. All the best episodes, episodes of the show are the show. done by the person who's doing um, Kenobi, and also Ian McGregor. So it's like, mm-hmm. if it's even half as good as Mandalorian, it's, it's going to be, be awesome. And then we get the Cassian show, and I don't know. I guess Rogue One people like it or don't like it. I don't know what's, oh, what's happening. It's confirmed. Ha- That's the one I've heard. Right, the but least it is happening. And um, I love yeah. Rogue One. So yeah, no, it's gonna get made. Yeah, I'm excited for all of those things, and I just hope that seeing what you can do. I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but seeing what you can do with a Star Wars show, um, I hope they use Disney Plus to the fullest extent. And you keep movies like really I've sacred. I've been saying I think the future of Star Wars it has is to be Plus. because it just gets so desaturated, and like. I really liked uh, Rise of Skywalker just like you did, but you can't deny like how many times am I going to see like the world almost end? It's not even in Star Wars. I see it in Marvel. I see it in Mission Impossible. I see it in James Bond. It's like, God, every time I go to the movie theater, it's essentially the same idea. So tell like the small scale stories, do the cool things that we didn't expect or that we all wanted. It's refreshing and it's it's going back to. Yeah, it's like returning back to like older like Mandalorian's like oh it's so cool yeah and at the end it all Mm -hmm. comes together I've been watching so many westerns because I'm working on a thing so it was just so fun I mean the ending Mm -hmm. the scene with um IG whatever the droid who offed himself that was like the yeah I think IG 11 that was the craziest scene and it really that dude they killed Queen. I know I was actually like I couldn't did you watch the red letter media uh that Mandalorian thing. Yeah, it was so funny. He's like, I felt I know. something in a piece of programming in 2019. It's true, though. And also, not only did I feel yeah. something in, like, a Star Wars show, but the most ridiculous-looking character. I'm like, wow, I can't believe they did you that. Really yeah, I, I really did, and I didn't know I did until he died. But, I mean, what they were saying on Red Letter Media, like, totally any other movie... They would have like somebody swoops in and saves the day like right at the last minute. But they didn't feel like they just wanted to tell the story the way that they should have. And that was the way they should have. You know, it just worked. Yeah. And I didn't think he was going to die. And it was like, oh, they actually did it. Like they really killed him. And He's laying there and dead. It's like, <laughs> it felt like the show had some kind of intent. Like I get that like that mm-hmm. Disney Plus is announced. Disney buys Lucasfilm. There's going to be Star Wars shows. And people are going to watch them regardless because people like Star Wars. People will hate watch them, you know, like people are going to see it. But right. they got people on board that like had something they wanted to say. And I read the show. I mean, it doesn't take too much brain power to realize like a lot of it is about, um, you know, like parenting and about like nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool to like be able to see stories like that or see um, you know, like messages, like like art, like that makes you think about the world, set in a really palatable place like Star Wars. So like so many more people are going to get to appreciate like that message where if you look at like, you know, anything else and, you know, Solo, like what the hell were they doing there? That was just like a movie because they needed to make a movie, you know? Yeah. Right. This is so cool. It's... 
It is. It was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, I'm just excited for season two. It's so far away that I'm kind of like tuned out. I know it's now. a bummer. Like I was like, yeah, it was great, but now I gotta wait like a it year. It is a bummer. I'm so just I'm waiting like for. D- be in constant state of excitement. St- I will say honestly, the most stuff I watch on Disney Plus is now like Nat Geo. Because I turn it on because I feel like I want to watch something really? on there. And then I end up finding like these crazy weird documentaries that I, because I don't know, like what I, and I watch the Clone Wars <laughs> um, <laughs> and the other. I've been watching a lot of old animation. Are you, I really need to get on it. I haven't seen like any of the old movies and that's the perfect place, obviously. It's, it's cool stuff when you see how stylistic and like different some of right. them are. Like I watched 101 Dalmatians today and like it's a gorgeous movie really? and it's so interesting. It's so different than you remember mm-hmm. it being, which is the weirdest part is revisiting these movies that you saw when you were little and they're almost entirely different. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really cool. Definitely. But yeah. Mandalorian. Very cool. Yeah. That, oh, so what I was going to say is um, if you include Rise of the Resistance as like a th- a movie, like something that's worthy of being ranked. Mm-hmm. Rise of the Resistance is at the top for me. And then I and then I put I really think Mandalorian, which is crazy. And then really? and then um The Force Awakens, Rogue One, The Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker Solo. What? I think I think I think. The more I think about the Last Jedi, you like Last Jedi more. I just think it did so many cool things. Did so many cool things. But I don't know. Your opinion on that changes daily. I know it does. Well, because the thing is, you have to like, you have to drink so much that you black out during the Canto bite scenes. But then, other than that, uh-huh. it, I it's really fun and cool to me, I guess. But you know, I completely. Also, I probably. Right. The Force Awakens and Mandalorian should probably be flipped at the top, but that's the man- <laughs> just the Mandalorian and the Rise of the Resistance are so good. They're just so good. I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> okay, what do you have? So, are you making me rank all of Disney's Star Wars projects? I think so. Well, just just think, okay, just rank the movies plus Mandalorian and Rise of the Resistance. I think. So like the Disney movies or all of them? Oh, I was just that. For me, it was just the Disney movies. But we'll just do Disney. We'll just do Disney. That's what it's I was fine. thinking. Um, uh, the number one Disney Star Wars thing is Rise of the Resistance. Right? Isn't that crazy? For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'd probably put. Dude, I don't. I I'm such in the minority in this. I'd probably put Rise of Skywalker. Damn. Wow. I love The Rise of Skywalker. And I've gotten people, like, mad at me oh, <laughs> when I said that. They're like, with the plot, like, it's... Uh, I was like, I don't know, man. I thought it was awesome. Right. Like, I see, like, all these criticisms, and, like, I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, you can... Yeah. All of it worked for me. Like, I really Have you seen think it since great. we all watched it that first night? I saw it twice. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I, I don't want to see it a third time. time. I, like, really think it's great. I need to see it one more time before it leaves theaters, definitely. But you, you liked it. You loved it oh, the I first de- night. Oh, it was so much fun. But it was just like kind of yeah. sensory overload the first time. And then I had like mm. maybe like a two-day gap between when I saw it again. And that's when I like read all the reviews and watched the videos. And I was like, well, I get it, but we'll see how I feel after watching it again. And then I watched it again. And I was definitely like, oh, wait a minute. Hmm. But it was it's just still really fun. Like you can't deny. It's just like right. a really fun, crazy movie. But it's not like emotional, like, I don't know, like 
something else would be. It's just not. It's just like really plotty and cool. And it all works for me where like people like have issues plot wise, like things about Palpatine and like, I don't know, whatever the progression of Ray and like things like that. I don't mind any of that stuff. Mm. It all works. But I'm just saying like on a thematic level, you have to like the last Jedi, like tried to do things. And then the, the rise of Skywalker yeah. just, the thing it did was end the movies but it didn't like have a thing to say about anything, at least to me. Well, I didn't expect it to. And I would mm-hmm. say in the same vein that Avengers Endgame didn't have a thing to say. It was just to end that saga. Um, I think of them in the same way. Yeah, I, do I too. really loved Rise of Skywalker. Mm. I loved like every character choice they made. I was into. Um, yeah. A lot of people have a lot of, it's I know there is Star Wars fan. fan. But Even it could have been the greatest came, movie like, of all time and people Yeah, like been, some like, people love it. it and some people are yeah, literally and people would be complaining about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the Star Wars logo creates this like intense discourse. I wonder on what every it is. social media like everywhere. There's got to be like some yeah, I sociology know, I, I, reason. You know. Oh yeah, I'm sure like, there's like studies out there you could read like yeah. why does Star Wars do this? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Rise of Skywalker and then I would say Force Awakens. Mandalorian. Uh, last, I haven't seen Solo in a while. I don't know. Don't Probably Last Jedi, Rogue One, and Solo. Damn, Rogue One's all the way at the bottom. I remember not liking Rogue One. You gotta get on um, again. I think Rogue One's hypocritically on Disney+, enough. So I thought it was it too fan servicey, but I'm also wow. like Rise of Skywalker. It's so funny. So yeah, it is really fan. Well, I just thought Rogue One was like, I thought the character sucked. Like at least with Rise of Skywalker, like it was fan servicey, but I was already invested in Kylo Ren, invested in Rey, invested mm-hmm. in Finn. Like I liked all these people. Whereas Rogue One, like I don't remember thinking they were. It was really boring. And then like it's a war all of a sudden movie, at the though. end. You know, I like, don't like war more, movies. Yeah. So there you go. That's something to put out there too. Like I know 1917 is supposed to be the greatest thing ever. I I'll probably go it. and see it and think it's meh. And like yeah, I, well, I, I don't want to discredit it. We'll say the cinematography was awesome. But yeah. yeah. I mean, like it's yeah. pro- it's gonna be well made, you know. Mm-hmm. Like Rise of Skywalker is like technically speaking, like extremely well made. The effects are great. Like the shots. Oh yeah, are great. things like, like that. It's a gorgeous movie. Uh huh. Um, um. No, I dug it. I think it's great. Yeah, uh, did but you hear right. that they uh, did like announce a new movie, and it's going to be set during the old Republic, four hundred years before the birth of Anakin. So like Yoda will oh, be a Jedi. Four hundred years. And, which to Whoa. me is them going. We're not touching any of this anymore because we right. can't make anyone happy. See ya. We can't um, make everyone happy, so we're just going to go and basically put so much time separation between us and the storyline. You know that we can do whatever we want. That's not even worth <laughs> thinking about. Don't even bring it yeah. up. Is what they're telling yeah. everybody. <laughs> no, you might see Yoda in the background of a of a shot, like using his lightsaber. Because Yoda will be alive, but everyone else. Do we know who alive. is? Is this the Ryan Johnson movie? Is this the Game of Thrones guys? No idea. This is just their it's next just project. The next Star Wars about. theatrical release, I think, in twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty two. Will be a movie set during the times of the Old Republic, four hundred years before Anakin. Because Anakin is basically Christ in the Star Wars storyline. So like BC, mm-hmm. basically, before Christ. Oh, um, wait, I had I saw a thing that I wanted. Speaking of Christ, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just. Oh, I might have saw it on Red Letter Media, which means you probably saw it, too. But I'll just say it because I'm glad I got you into that channel. Her. That's the best Dude, channel so on fun. YouTube. I know they're they are really so good. funny. Everything they say, even if I disagree with them, like, 
yeah, but that's really funny. <laughs> We're like, that's a good point. I don't watch any other YouTube videos that are like 47 minutes, you know? But I can like watch, the second watch they post one something, and then it I'll ends it. and you're like, I know, and I'm like, what? yeah, <laughs> exactly. Their Mandalorian but, um, conversation was great. Um, that was so good. They're just anyways, the funniest guys. I actually don't think it was, but anyways, they said something that people used to like kind of talk about and hypothesize around da 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 was um, you know, Anakin was like immaculate reception. He doesn't have a dad. He was like a force. He was born from the force, force created him. And people thought that he was, you know, supposed to be like Christ. He was supposed to like bring balance to the universe. Like the God made one, him, yeah. you know? Right. But then there's a way to read the Darth Plagueis, the wise or Plagueis, the wise scene as Palpatine saying, bro, I raped your mom basically. Right. He's saying like, through the dark side of the force, you can create life and wield things unnaturally. Mm-hmm. And have you seen the Vader comic? There's there's a panel. So, so that's not that's not even uh, like a way to read the thing anymore. That's confirmed. So let's track this really quickly. So Anakin. No, they said father, it wasn't confirmed. It's in the comic, which is confirmed. You yes, see but it, that Palpatine, was like, in the comic. Vader's having like a really dark force vision and like a place where like it's an unreliable narrator basically. So what it's showing is like mm. Vader's greatest fear. So it could be oh, the really? case. It's showing that Vader has thought about that being the case. And we see okay. confirmed in rise of Skywalker that Palpatine can create life. Cause he created Supreme leader Snoke. So he does mm. have those abilities canonized and they talk about how each Sith possesses. Right. So he has all the abilities of Darth Plagueis. He doesn't save Padme cause he knows it'll turn Anakin into Vader. Um, right. That's what I'm saying, dude. Rise of Skywalker's world building is tight as as heck. There's so much lore oh, hell, that they oh, add yes. that gives you more context. Oh, abs- yeah. I mean, they there's a million different. I'm here to stay on Exegol for like five more movies. Like that place is crazy. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but okay. I didn't. That's actually really interesting because I didn't read the comic, obviously, but I saw the panel. Mm-hmm. But so regardless, right. in the Star Wars universe, at least characters think that. Anakin's dad is Palpatine, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Anakin's children are Luke and Leia. Leia and Han Solo have a child, Ben Solo. And then Rey and Rey, whose grandfather is Palpatine, gets with Ben Solo, whom is also related to Palpatine, if you follow that track. Which means there's still incest. <laughs> the Not whole ex- thing is if just you, incest. If they want to confirm that, which they haven't, no. They put it in the he, comic. He, That's what he didn't do. That though, he he manipulated the force to create Anakin. He doesn't have any biological givings in that. This is such a horrible conversation. <laughs> I know, but it, it's just no. The way that it, was it a big thing. Happens. After it happened, people were like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" But Lucasfilm right. came out and the artists of that comic came out and said this was Vader's dark force vision. It oh, could really? Be true, because no one read his comic. So exactly, because no one actually read the freaking <laughs> yeah. comic. And everyone just saw the panel yeah. and was like, oh, my God. Um, yeah. Read your comics, kids. Wow, I guess I should read that. I bet I have not read like it. A, I just like, know, like read the context thing. of it. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. wait till it's an mm-hmm. omnibus and then I'm going to wait till the Kylo Ren one's an omnibus and read that. I'm currently reading what I have right here which is the uh, first book in the Aftermath trilogy, 
which bridges the gap between oh, really? Return of the yeah. Jedi and Force Awakens. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to read all of the new canon novels between movies just to give myself like a super big understanding of the universe. Just because I think it'd be fun yeah. to have that kind of knowledge. Um, People are really good. The, books. You know, there's like books about Batu also. Yeah, there's a canon book about Batu yeah. called Black Spire. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great book. Yeah. Like it's really entertaining, and it's got like you, there's a That's little like Ben a trilogy, Solo apparently. It? Yeah, apparently in the end of the trilogy, there's a little Ben Solo. And you meet Han and oh, Leia, cool. and Lando like gives Ben Solo like something, and he's like, "Hold on to this for me, kid." Um, uh, so yeah, yeah there's a lot cool. of cool little bits. Um, mm-hmm. And then the, we'll start a rise Skywalker. We see Poe is mad at Ray, or they they have a very like standoffish relationship. I guess in the book between eight and nine, Resistance Reborn, they argue a lot. So that was carried over from the book. Oh, uh, really? Because they have this like basically council of people whose job it is story team at Lucasfilm to literally just oversee everything and make sure it doesn't conflict with canon, that it all flows in one cohesive story, which has got to be like the most tedious job of all time. Yeah. I mean, well, they're basically gonna, historians well, yeah, so of the fictional like the, universe. That's the Kevin Feige mm-hmm. of, of, of star Wars. But I would say that I feel like they need more. I mean, clearly the gap between the gaps between the force awakens and the rise of Skywalker with soul or with, uh, Last Jedi in the middle, there's like big disconnect between those things. Mm-hmm. So whoever's job that was, they they need a Kevin Feige character. I feel like like they really I need think a it's guy John that like you point to. Yeah, now now well, I mean, for, it's, in theory, is Kathleen Kennedy right? Because she produces all of them or mm-hmm. something. She but, has like this weird hate team. Like people hate her. I don't know why she doesn't it's make because the she's movies. a woman and that's it. Yeah, I would like and, to think of not only people, but yeah, it just is. It has to be because just like when I you see my I was going to say about, Star Wars is a. Oh, sorry, we keep cutting each other off. I'm sorry. No, it doesn't. <laughs> You're just what are you saying? It doesn't so matter. Your video won't be talking and then your audio will show up. Yay. Oh, for the first time doing a new technology. Anyway. Um, yeah, exactly. There was uh, I, I tweeted a couple weeks ago after the finale of Mandalorian about um, people were like, Baby Yoda's so cool, Baby Yoda this, Baby Yoda that. And I was like, yeah, Baby Yoda's tight. And if you're cool with Baby Yoda using force powers, then you in turn cannot hate Rey because it's the same (laughs) idea. That's funny. And literally, okay, so I think my tweet exactly was, people are mad at Rey for having innate force abilities and the ability to, basically we're mad at Rey because she used the Jedi mind trick on stormtroopers without being taught. So she did a simple mind trick when a literal infant caught fire in his hands and threw it back at stormtroopers. So you can't, I just need consistency. And that is the issue with star Wars fandom is if when it's like a, it's like a roll, it's like a boulder down a hill where people like, Oh, I didn't like that. And now Uh I'm going to literally nitpick the next three movies all to death to where like you made it impossible for yourself to like it because you hate everything about it. You can nitpick the original trilogy if you wanted to. You can make yourself hate those movies because there's a lot of like stuff where you're like, ah. yeah. It's pretty easy to nitpick the early yeah. ones because there's a sister, lot of cheese in those movies. kissing each other. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like people but, were complaining about they need to have a plan. Deal with it because it has charm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh? Wait. And I would I argue that the sequel trilogy is going to age oh, extremely like, well with charm too. People yeah, remember no, the prequels fondly will. now. In when the, those came out, those were dumpster fires, and now people like them exactly what i was gonna say yeah yeah the prequels people watch them knowing they're like ridiculous but like 
there's still people like talking about the prequels, video games based on the prequels. Like yeah. prequels are like a thing that like people get into yeah. after 10 years of saying like, this is a disgrace to cinema. And know? I'm sorry. So um, the same thing's going to happen. There's no way you can say the prequels are better than the sequel trilogy. There's just no way. Attack of the Clones is literally one of the worst oh, movies ever made. It's so awful. The sequels at least are it's, it's competently creative movies. Um, I see right. people saying that. Like, I mean, the I only the prequels. And I'm like, I, I just, I think you're crazy. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I think you're crazy. They're just trying to, they're just trying they just to really hate Disney. drama online. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like, part of it's hating uh, I just saw a tweet. God. You, yeah. Yeah. I saw a thing on uh, the rise of the resistance. No movies, but like it was a, to pick, you go on my Twitter at Jake I won't throw the there guy's name under the bus, but people don't like him. He's like a he's a character that people don't like, and he basically tweeted two pictures of like the transport for Rise of the Resistance, and then he was like, "Word has it that um, Disney's already figuring out a different way to do this scene because it's not working, and they're making backstage uh, like changes." And then I quoted it, and I was like. What changes? It looks exactly the same. Yeah, what? And then he, he responds and he was like, this is just a picture of the transport. It's just rumors. So so nothing. So it's, it's it, literally it's nothing. It's not just rumors. You know? It's BS. It's someone on the internet making things it's up. It's nothing. It's nothing. He just made that up one day. Do you He's remember like, that report you that came out this that Galaxy's Edge, if it wasn't successful, they were going to turn it into Aladdin? And it's going to be Aladdin. Who that? Said was that? It's crazy. How did you, first of know. all... So, Not that someone made who it. Wanted someone believed it. Like, what is going on, guys? Guys, they're not going to change Rise of the Resistance before it even, even opens. Even if not a single person, yeah, like what? Yeah, not even if if one single person didn't go to Galaxy's Edge. Not even if literally zero people went. Um, it doesn't even look like Aladdin. So what yeah, are you talking what? about? Like, it doesn't it's, even look like Aladdin. No, I don't know what you're saying. It's like a petrified. Just because there's drapes on the ceiling. Because <laughs> it slightly resembles like you a, know, like a in the market marketplace. in Morocco. You racist. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, but barely. Like, what do you, it's supposed to be on a desert. Yeah. And the whole point of Galaxy Desert is there's these giant mountains. It's a petrified tree sense. planet. It's not even the desert. Right. It's The internet's a silly it's place, It's like me Jake. taking a picture of my... It's like me taking a picture of my Apple computer mm -hmm. and being like, word has it that at Mac headquarters, they're making an update that's going to screw with this thing. And then I'm like, this is just the computer. And they're like, yeah, but that's what I heard. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, it's no it literally is nothing. What? Where did this? What? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, if that turns out know. to be and true, like, listen, I'm here like, for good on you, man. You, you, you speculated that. I don't know. But well, here's the. The thing is, people are, I think people are rooting for it not to work because Hagrid's doesn't work or it doesn't work consistently, I guess. And people are like, um, I think they want both to, I, I, I just think that's like a thing because the Disney camp has been like really hardcore on Universal being like, nobody likes to talk about how Universal's rides don't work. So I think if Rise of Resistance is faulty, people are going to do the same thing. Which, But it's not even faulty yet. It's not even open it, yet. It does, it's not even it open. Is gonna, and if we're seeing these tweets, it's crazy. Yeah. Every ride breaks down, ever. It happens. Rise of the Resistance uh -huh. is an extremely advanced technological ride. There is a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of technology. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. And... Mm -hmm. Things don't work always. 
like have you ever had your phone glitch out for no reason? Yeah, like it exactly. happens. Um, especially yeah, when you're dealing with technology, uh-huh. it happens. Rides but, break um, down. That's just like a fact of theme parks. So yeah, and it's opening day. It'll probably go mm-hmm. down. And I'm sure tomorrow on Twitter, we'll see people freaking out. Rise of Resistance is down. It's 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 a failure. No, it's not. It's the first day. There's gonna be bugs. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> right. uh-huh. It'll be okay. The one in Florida, like I, it does break down often. People still get on it. It's right. uh, it's it is just. And I think they just get fast. Yeah, you know, like it, that. Disney like is like the greatest screenshots of like a fast company in the world. Like as far as these things go, they're gonna make sure that your vacation is great. Still, they'll uh-huh. find a way to to make it up to you. Like that's just Disney. So don't people. It's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. Basically. Well, we've talked for about an it's hour. It's just and 40 I, I, people are an hour and forty Didn't we minutes. Four thirty. Uh, yes, and then there was some text stuff, but basically... We've been <laughs> rambling, kids. Okay, well, we... So that's probably the end right there, I guess. If I it's just looked at my clock, and I was like, no one wants to hear us talk anymore. Based on that awkward end right there, I think we're going to end things off here for now, since we're out of time. Not really out of topics, but we rambled for two hours, so we don't need to keep going. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Disney Deconstructed Podcast. Thanks for watching this episode of the Disney Deconstructed Podcast. I would say that this test run was a success. So uh, we'll probably be doing some video here soon. More video. Uh, if you'd like to support our program, you can do that by going on the podcast service that you're currently using. Give us a thumbs up, five stars, two mouse ears, four Mickey fingers, because fun fact, characters have four fingers. Uh, whatever qualifies the good rating works. And while you're there, make sure to check out the rest of the Deconstructed Podcast Network. And guess what? We're on Twitter. Feel free to follow us at Lane Calder, at Jake Moody 98 and at Spencer Bennett 7 You can also spread the word by telling a friend about our show and help us grow our small community of Disney fanatics. Again, thanks for listening. We'll see you with more Disney news in two weeks' time. And enjoy the rise of the resistance, Disneyland fans. Writing and producing for this episode of the Disney Deconstructed Podcast was done by my two co-hosts, Jake Moody and Lane Calder, and myself, Spencer Bennett. Editing was done by Jake Moody. Music for our program was composed by Brandon LaBelle. The font for our logo was designed by Edward Pinkava, and our beautiful faces were drawn by Sarah Bermudez. Thanks for joining us, and go have yourself a zippity-doo-dah day.